0: Welcome to the Daily Reflection podcast. My name is Michael. Today is January 12th, and we have a special guest, John S. from Philadelphia. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you today. Great to have you on the show. Would you read the Daily Reflection for today? Of course.
1: January 12th, accepting our present circumstances. Our very first problem is to accept our present circumstances as they are, ourselves as we are, and the people about us as they are. This is to adopt a realistic humility without which no genuine advance can even begin. Again and again, we shall need to return to that unflattering point of departure. This is an exercise in acceptance that we can profitably practice every day of our lives. Provided we strenuously avoid turning these realistic surveys of the facts of life into unrealistic alibis for apathy or defeatism, They can be the sure foundation upon which increased emotional health and therefore spiritual progress can be built. As Bill sees it, page 44. When I'm having a difficult time accepting people, places, or events, I turn to this passage and it relieves me of many an underlying fear regarding others or situations life presents me. The thought allows me to be human and not perfect and to regain my peace of mind.
0: What jumped out at you with this reflection? Did this resonate with you? Did you did you feel strongly about selecting this particular reading?
1: Yes, Mike. I felt very strongly about this particular reading. Uh for me in that uh, top portion of it, there is a lot to unpack based on my current circumstances. I've recently lost my job back in the middle of October and I'm sorry to hear that. And uh and it, You know, I could have spent a lot of time on the negative aspects of that. Um, And as one of the uh, sentences in the passage talked about is creating unrealistic alibis that could help me um, wallow in defeatism to it. But Mm. based on the uh, the program that I am working for myself and working with my sponsor and attending meetings, I realize that this is an opportunity for me to gain strength and grow from, uh, a situation which, um, on the, uh, on the surface looks like it's a, it's, a, a situation that's not comfortable, but as I think about the opportunities that can come from this, uh, it allows me to gain some peace of mind and not, uh, not be overly critical of myself, overly critical of, uh, the situation that has been uh, put into my life and uh, allows me to gain some strength from it
0: mm. is that something that you struggled with previously uh, to getting sober you know setting unrealistic expectations or
1: yeah so uh, again th- this this passage jumped out at me because if if I look back over my entire uh, life I've always struggled to be comfortable. With circumstances, um, in in terms of my career, I always wanted to have the next job uh, in terms of an automobile. I always wanted I was never comfortable with the automobile that I had or the house that I had. I always had to have something better. and I could never accept that about myself. Even when I was actively drinking, the drinking would allow me to be somebody who I wanted to be, who I thought I wanted to be. And, and just was never comfortable with myself or the present circumstances.
0: Tell me a little bit about some of the things that happened prior to getting sober. You know, everyone talks about this experience of hitting a bottom. Did you, did you hit a bottom? Yeah, Mike, that's, that's a great question because the way I like to put it is I,
1: I spent uh, many, many decades uh, in and out of, of AA and what, what, Brought me to the point where I am now, where I have almost 15 months of continuous sobriety, was a, a series of many bottoms that I hit throughout my life. And I've, I've shared with this before that I always felt like I was tethered and kind of like that anchor being dragged across the bottom of the, the ocean, um, where I would have one situation that would put me where I thought would be the bottom, and that rope would then pull me back up. Um, and then I would get uh, a feeling uh, a complacent feeling dealing with my with my drinking and I'd hit another bottom and I finally got to the point in my life where I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to get comfortable with who I am. I wanted to uh, stop being uh, leading a life of of uh, dishonest motive motives and uh, and and really begin to grow and become a responsible person in my adult life.
0: Before I got sober, I used alcohol and drugs to help me through really difficult situations. And for me, that was like, like large social engagements or, or even small ones. And, um, as I, as I got sober, I I picked up certain tools to help me deal with those situations. Do you feel like the programs helped you in that area?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mike, um, I used to, when, when I was drinking and back at, a, uh, at an early age, I always loved the party before the party, and that was to get myself in a mental state where I could uh, be in a social situation uh, where I could uh, pretend to be this person who I thought I needed to be, and, and booze and, and, uh, and drugs would allow me that, uh, uh, that mindset. And so now, as I've been able to put together some continuous sobriety, you know, I look at uh, the program as an as an opportunity to to grow spiritually, as and to grow as, as a person. Uh, and the uh, I remember somebody saying uh, to me that if you're going to do a, a, you might as well just jump all in and participate to the highest level that you can so when i made the decision almost 15 months ago to get a sponsor uh, i made a commitment to call my sponsor every day i made a commitment to go through the 12 steps with my sponsor and through the, that that uh, uh, opportunity to work with my sponsor i learned how to bring humility into my life i learned how to bring gratitude into my life and now I can rely on those tools as the, the foundation for me to deal with situations uh, that come up when I'm uncomfortable, um, when I don't recognize uh, social situations that uh, uh, could possibly get me uh, in trouble. I rely on the program and go back to the concepts that I've been working with. Again, humility, gratitude. Getting a network of people in the program to talk to, sharing how I'm feeling, and listening to other people share how they're feeling, so that you can understand that you're not alone in this situation, and that there is a, a, a way to help you make help make you feel better uh, in those situations.
0: So it sounds like the problems haven't gone away. The, the the challenges haven't gone away. But you have a new perspective,
1: yeah, that's for sure, and as I mentioned to you, in the beginning of this, uh, as I recently lost my job, I, um, you know my initial thought when that came out was that I've never been cut from a team, and here I am at, at the uh, uh, a long way into my career. I've always identified myself by my career uh, and and now to have that gone, um, the initial couple of hours that i was dealing with it was traumatic emotionally for me but as i uh, talked to my sponsor and got onto a meeting the next day and shared it with the group i realized that i have this amazing support uh community that um, i can put that out there and i can get feedback from people and i can start to put together put uh, Make use of the tools that have been given to me by this program uh, and and realize that it's uh, there could be better opportunities. Um, I think one of the uh, things that I think about and Mike, it's your your favorite passage on page 417 is acceptance is the answer. Uh, And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just if you read that verbatim, it's acceptance is the answer to all my problems And nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And uh, so what I need to do is understand that, bring that spiritual part into my life. And unless I accept life on life's terms, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, And so really uh, being part of an amazing group, uh, you get these bits of wisdom and you're able to use those in your survival kit so that uh, you don't have that overwhelming feeling of defeatism and negative thoughts about yourself. And that's Mm, absolutely what I'm doing every day. Uh, As I look for a new job, uh, there's frustrations that mount. Troubles haven't gone away. Uh, There's financial aspects of this. But uh, I'm able to keep uh, moving forward through using the tools that the program has given me.
0: Wow, that's inspiration right there. That's inspiration. I love it. So you're 15 months in. May I ask how far along in the steps you've gone? Sure. I
1: was able to complete the, the steps, uh, started them at the end of October, worked with my sponsor meeting him once a week on Saturdays before our Saturday men's meeting group. COVID came uh, as I was just completing step six. So I completed the last half of the program while in COVID. We had made a, my sponsor and I made a commitment to meet once a week on the telephone. Sometimes uh, step nine took more than a week, uh, but uh, you know we were able to, to go right through it. And, and I know I'm not done. Um, and I've talked to my sponsor about that because there, there will be opportunity for me to revisit these steps. And I look forward to that. As I get more knowledge and as I learn more from the the shares that I hear in our meetings, uh, I know that there's more work to be done with that. The great thing about my sponsor is that he's not rushing me through it. We both set the pace that we did the first round through. Um, but I know uh, that uh, you know I have more to look forward to working through the steps and and actually um, uh, looking forward to uh, digging into. Um, the the middle, say so four through through ten, a little bit more with them.
0: So you've been through the steps. What does your program look like today? I know that I know that you're involved in service. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. About that. So
1: getting back to that statement I made uh, that someone had brought up to me: if you're going to do AA, you might as well go all in. Um, and and that's definitely the attitude that I'm bringing to it. Um, I want to be in service. Um, you know, I've always valued that in and out of AA and I wanna participate um, in my, my personal life. I had become complacent uh, and, and now um, what I look to do is, is bring what I'm learning from AA into all aspects of my life. Uh, but in terms of uh, my AA program, uh, I help moderate uh, online meetings. So I've joined a uh, a group out of our uh, regional office uh, called Cooperation for with the professional community. So I help escort uh, first year medical students to AA meetings to give them a better understanding of what goes on at a meeting. I have not yet sponsored anybody but I'm putting my hand up and looking for sponsees. and I definitely want to give back um, the first comment my sponsor made to me is that you're only going to get out of this what you put into it and I want to put as much into it because I want to get as as much out of my sobriety as I possibly can and I find that that's extending into my personal life uh, I've joined a professional uh, business organization as a volunteer mentor for small businesses um, I've volunteered at, uh, my local yacht club to, to run the dock during the summer. So it's just giving back as much as I can to get as much out of the organizations and my life as possible.
0: So before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to tell folks that, that are listening, maybe, um, some inspiration for the newcomer?
1: So absolutely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I, went to my first A meeting when I was 25 and I, I really wish I had, uh, gotten hold of this program at that point in my life and not spent the next uh, three decades trying to trying to figure it out on my own, um, the willpower alone won't get you to uh, uh, a sobriety that's meaningful. And so if you are a newcomer, um, come into the program, pay attention, keep coming to meetings, uh, get a sponsor, and start to really uh, uh, work the, the steps, um, and that way you'll get a foundation uh, that you can grow off of. The other thing that I will say to newcomers is uh, don't sit on the sidelines. Uh, I did that for many years, and the analogy that I love is that if you're in, in a pack, stay in the middle of that pack because if you do fall, start to fall. Uh, there's going to be a shoulder on your left and your right that you can lean on and you'll be pushed back up. If you're on the sidelines and you start to fall, you could fall right out of that pack. Uh, and it's so important to to listen to uh, the wisdom that are in the rooms. And uh, uh, you, you, there's a lot to identify with um, and uh, and a lot to grow from. It.
0: Well, John, thank you so much for spending some time with us and sharing your experience, strength and hope. You're welcome, Mike. Glad to be here with you. Okay. Well, what an amazing example of a sober man accepting his present circumstances. Thanks so much, John, for for joining us today. And thanks so much for all the service that you do. It's amazing. I'll see you in the meetings. Thanks everybody else for your support. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me at dailyreflectionpodcast at gmail.com. There's always a link in the show notes. We've got some exciting things happening in the website. We've Uh, We've got a blog launched, so it'll be at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. And we've started a Facebook group, so um, some exciting things happening. Really appreciate all the support. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.